Welcome to Tenant Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, or 641. We are going to be having Sunday school today, and we're going to be talking about the book of Joshua. Joshua, Prophet of Conquest. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. It's a lot of scriptures in here going from Joshua 5, 13 to 15, then going from Joshua 6, 1 through 5, then we're going to 15 and 16 in Joshua 6, and then we go down to 20. Oh boy. <laughs> I hate when they skip around like that, but they try to make a point, so we're going to see if we can make that point for them. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, today in Joshua, it's called A Prophet of Conquest, right? Mm -hmm. And it starts out, it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. Now, Jericho is one of the oldest known civilizations in the world. In the world. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, there is no older generation of people mm -hmm. that are known on this planet than Jericho. So, when you look back and you see uh, it, there are I mean, to see how ancient these people are and they were still there. Uh, Jericho now is is um, Palestine. Mm -hmm. This place was flattened. And then Palestine grew over it. Mm -hmm. And that's where they are now. But, back then, we're in Jericho. So, Jericho is one of the oldest known civilizations we've ever known. And it says, Joshua had lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. Can you imagine? Joshua looks up. It's a man standing there with a sword drawn, which means he's ready to fight. Mm -hmm. He has it drawn. He says, And Joshua went on to him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? Hmm. Joshua went up to this man when he saw him. And he asked him, hey, are you with us or are you against us? <laughs> okay. A lot of times when we are in Christ, you know, we try to um, validate ourselves mm -hmm. through the denominations that we are. Are you Baptist or or are you Pentecostal? Pentecostal? Or are you are you Catholic or are you Jewish? Jewish or Protestant, you know. Presbyterian. Whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. We can't always evaluate ourselves in a for or against situation. Mm -hmm. Right? But we tend to do it all the time. 
So, 14 says, and the man says nay. Right? Mm-hmm. No. An interesting comeback. I thought. Because he says, are you for us? No. <laughs> are you against us? No. <laughs> I'm not with you at all. <laughs> he goes on to say, but as captain of the host of the Lord, I am now come. Mm-hmm. I now come. Are you for us? No. Are you against us? No. I'm with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Third option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is no for me or for you. This is... <laughs> That's it. Right? Mm-hmm. He says no. But I am the commander of the army of the Lord. That would change your mind. <laughs> that changes your whole mindset at that point, right? <laughs> He goes on to say, And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship. And said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? Now, who is this angel of the Lord? Now, this is not just an angel of God's, this is the captain or the commander. Of the angels. We know that this is Christ. Okay. Why do we know that? For one. In this lesson. Or in the, in the scriptures. Lord is capitalized. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Not only is Lord capitalized. But he says. And Joshua fell on his face. To the earth. And did worship. Angels will never accept worship. Mm -hmm. They won't. They always tell you to get up. They're not, you're not supposed to worship them. Mm -hmm. But the commander of the angels took the worship in, which shows you that he is more than just an angel. Right. You see that? Mm Mm-hmm. 15 says, and the captain of the Lord, and they they keep making sure you understand that he's more than just the Lord's angel. He's the captain. Mm -hmm. And the captain of the Lord's host, and unto Joshua. He says, loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place hereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Mm -hmm. And you get to see where the changing of the guard goes from Moses taking off his shoes at the burning bush to Joshua taking off his shoe right here in front of Jesus. Right? Right? It's good stuff in here. Now it says in one... It says, now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Jericho was, it was closed. You can't get in, you can't get out. 
Because the children of Israel are there. It's trying to keep them out. Okay? Two says, the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. I have given you their men, their best men, and I've given you the king. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the whole place. <laughs> Three says, and ye shall compass the city. All ye men of war and go around about the city once. Thus shall do six days. So now God told him go around the city. Mm -hmm. Right? That's right. What you think about that? <laughs> so awesome. Compassing the city. And it says that they compass the city, all ye men of war, all the men that are going to battle, compass the city. Surround the city. Go around about the city once. Thus shall do six days. Six days go around it once. Right? <laughs> They're like, okay. He says in four, and seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. Mm -hmm. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. Now I need you to walk around the city once for six days. Right? Mm -hmm. But on the seventh day, I need you to walk around the city seven times with the trumpets blowing from the seven priests. With the ark. With the ark. Mm -hmm. Now, understanding that God is with them right. on this day. Mm -hmm. What does this all mean? <laughs> now, you see these seven horns that are being blown. Mm -hmm. If you look in the book of Revelation. There were seven trumpets that were blown. Seven is the number of completion. We all know that. Mm -hmm. But seven horns being blown, especially in the book of um, Revelation, shows judgment. Mm -hmm. So when these seven horns blow, judgment falls upon the city. And as judgment falls upon the city, so does the walls. Mm. Okay. Five says, and it shall compass, and it shall come to pass in five, that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Everybody going to run out right to you. Mm. 15 says, and we skip down to 15 according to the lesson. Mm. It says, and it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawn of the day encompassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day 
they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time, when the priest blew the trumpet, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city. 20 says, So the people shouted when the priest blew with the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Not only did they take the city, when you read this whole chapter, they slayed every man, child, everything. Animal, the children of Israel. God told them to utterly destroy everything in there except Rahab and her family. They went into the city, grabbed Rahab and her family, and put them out of the city boundaries, and then they did what they had to do to the rest of them. Rahab, was, Rahab and her family were saved because she helped the spies yeah. that came in. This lesson is amazing. What I like about it is how God shows himself in a few different ways. He comes there ready to fight. Joshua went up to <laughs> Joshua went up to him and didn't know it was him and he ready to fight him. Are you with me or are you against me? No. <laughs> you know what I've had a quick question. Oh, 15 at the top. 515. Uh-huh. Why one shoe? Say take off thy foot from thy shoe. Take off thy shoe. From thy foot. From thy foot. Why one shoe? The obedience. Mm -hmm. One shoe. One shoe. Hmm. I was just curious. Why yeah. one shoe? Moses was one of uh, many who he told Moses to take off both of his families. Right. He tells Joshua to take off one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else? You got any questions? Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting lesson. Mm -hmm. I I really like this lesson. Because it talks about Joshua and yeah, I, I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, let's go to the ten statements. If you have one of the statements that you want to say, go ahead and say it. Let me know. Anyway, one starts out, regardless of how God chooses to reveal himself, he still deserves to be worshipped. Very interesting how, um, regardless, like it says, regardless of how God reveals himself, he still needs to be worshipped. 
It's true. Wherever God reveals himself, how God reveals himself, he needs to be worshipped. And that's plain and simple. <laughs> Two says God is the source of our spiritual victories. Every spiritual victory that you have, God is the source. Any victory you have, whether it's spiritual or natural, God is the source. We have to know that God gives us spiritual knowledge to help us in our natural lives. Right? Three says, remarkable results are in this, or are in store for those who place their trust in God. Remarkable results are in store for those who place their trust in God. And you can watch how God just moves and moves when you trust Him. True. Right? Mm -hmm. Four says, God's methods of dealing with us are not always what we expect. The way God talks to us, the way God reveals things to us, it ain't never how we expect it. Some things God do, we ask God for something and He'll give it to us in a way we will never understand. True. Sometimes, we miss how God gave it to us. Looking for it another way and we just didn't see it coming. <laughs> True. The reason why we look at we look for blessings and and you will see that it's already done is because we was looking for it one way and God already took care of it. Mm -hmm. We didn't see it coming. Five says Victory follows obedience to the Lord. Victory follows obedience to the Lord. Anytime you obey God, it's always a plus. <laughs> you can never go wrong by obeying God. Six says, it is sad to hear the people that should be the most encouraging is the most discouraging. And and we have, we do have people like that, you know, when you... Especially when you're in church, you, you try to count on people, you try to tell people things, and you just can't tell everybody everything, you know. <laughs> it's so sad, because you think the people in Christ will be happy for you when you tell them things, and they'll be the ones who discourage you the most sometimes, and you have to be very careful who you share your life with and the things that are going on in it, especially when God is doing something, because it's easy to get a praise report or God do something in your life and you just want to go tell the people but really don't you have to make sure you don't throw your pearls to swine because you'll you could be really putting yourself in a position to be let down if you tell the wrong person mm -hmm. you know everybody that sees the glory that God does in your life is not happy about it right. so you have to keep that, uh, you know, now, if you're strong enough where you don't care what they think and you just tell them and then they go on about it. That's what I was <laughs> yeah. just about to say. If you like that, then there's no problem. I mean, but some people get really discouraged yeah. when, you know, especially when they first come to Christ and they get some things going on in their life and they're really happy on what God is doing. Mm -hmm. Just be careful who you talk to. Make sure that these people 
that you talk to are just as happy for you, you know, mm-hmm. as uh, you are for them. Right. Amen. You know, because right. you can run into those issues. Sad, but true. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to be very careful who I talk to about different things because, you know, I can share some things and then people will just turn it all the way around. So I just, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, even oh, me. Yeah. So it's, it's just, <sighs> it's the way it is. Yeah. That's why I, you have discernment. Mm-hmm. That's why you discern those things. You just discern it. Seven says, God does not have to use our means and methods to accomplish his purposes. God does not have to use our means and methods to accomplish his purposes. Mm. Most of the time, God don't ever use whatever you got going on. <laughs> no. You see what he said, you know, he walks up to God and asks him, are you with us or, or not? And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do, I ain't got nothing to do with you. Mm-mm. And what you got going in over here. <laughs> you know. But see, just the way Jesus, just the way the Lord came to him and told him that, we have to be like that to people in the world. You know, people come to you, you know, are you a Democrat or are you a Republican? No. Mm-hmm. I'm with God. And, and that's where we're supposed to be. You know, we, we don't have to pick sides. Yeah. Our side is with God. That's the only side we have. You know, there's some people that believe we have to, we have to, uh, pick a side. You know, how you, how does the saying go? Go on to get along or something like that. Mm-hmm. Go along to get along, mm-hmm. but you don't supposed to do that. This stuff, this worldly stuff, gets pushed back. We don't have nothing to do with that stuff. We are in Christ. That's it. Right? And you got to be strong. Yeah, you have to be strong. Like you mentioned as that one example about voting. I don't vote. Right. And that's only a chosen few, you know. A few people might ask me a couple questions here and there. Mm -hmm. But it's like, they say, why don't you vote? You know, well, the person I want on there is not on the ballot. So that's why I don't vote. Yeah. Uh, you know, you need to make it count, you know, and I listen to them, I say, I understand everything you're saying, but that's not going to change my mind. Right. I'm not going to vote. It's very interesting, you know. So let me be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we have to learn to pick our battles, and our battles are with Christ. Yeah. You know, not fighting Christ, but fighting with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that's where we are. We see these things in the world and we're supposed to be able to conquer them. Mm-hmm. Conquer our fears, conquer our depressions, conquer our anger, conquer our sadness, conquer all of these depressions. All of this stuff is worldly stuff. Right. And we're supposed to conquer that stuff and have authority over those things. Mm-hmm. Right? right? So long as we have that, we don't need we don't need the world. We have God. That's the whole point. Eight says, God's work done, God's way will always be victorious. 
God's work, God's work done God's way will always be victorious. I had to call it that out and just say God's work will always be victorious. Right. So as God is, when God do what he do, it's always going to work. Right. Basically, and, and, and that's true. You know, when God do it his way, it's going to work. You don't have to worry about it failing. God doesn't fail. Right? Right. Now it says, it is critical to always remember that God is a God of deliverance and power. It is very, very important that you remember that because when you are going through something, uh, you need to know that God is a God of deliverance and he's a, deliver and he's a God of power. He can deliver you and he has power. Right? right? Any circumstance that you got going on, God can deliver you out of. Right. And God is powerful enough to conquer anything that's going on in your life that you don't want there. <laughs> right? right? But you have to know that. Believe in the prayers that you pray to God. Right. And it, that is such a it's so important to know that there's no point in praying a prayer to God if you don't truly believe in the prayer. What's the point? God wants you to know that he can do it. Right? And 10 says, God is always good to give us the directions we need when we are willing to Patiently wait on him. God is always good to give us the directions that we need. When we are focused on God, he will give us direction. But if your mind is all over the place, mm -hmm. it's hard for you to concentrate on God because you are all over the place. Right. You can't, you can't uh, really put your trust in God because your mind is everywhere. So, you know, it's hard to trust while you're worrying. You can't trust while you're worrying. Right? right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Because if you're worrying about something, you're not trusting in God. Right. So, and then it says, um, when we are willing to be patient on waiting on for him. So as we wait for God patiently, just wait patiently you'll see the things that God is doing. And a lot of times, when you wait patiently for God, you'll see why he's doing it. It's so important to wait patiently for God and instead of jumping right into something, because a lot of times you'll get to see how God will show himself developing and you will see, like, okay, this is why God is doing this. This is how you learn God. Mm -hmm. You'll learn how God works in your life just by being patient, just by being humble, being obedient, and just watching. That's why God tells us to watch and pray. As you pray, you watch what he do. Right? <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. You pray and watch. 
So as you pray, you watch what he do, you will see how he does it. And you'll see how God works in your life. And then a lot of times when you wait patiently, you'll see why he's doing some of the things that he do in your life. And why, and, and you'll learn a lot about yourself. You'll learn a lot about yourself. Watching God work in your life. You'll, he'll, he'll show you things that you didn't even know was wrong with you. That's true. I didn't even know I had a problem with that. <laughs> Thought I was good. Right. No, you're not. And then you can't even say you're good. No. Can't what say does God tell you? Yeah. No man's no good. No man's good. That was the problem. That's the problem right there. Yeah. So, this lesson today was about Joshua, prophet of conquest. And um, you look at. Why are they calling him a prophet? Yeah. Well, I don't think they're calling him a prophet. What they're saying is a prophet of conquest. Basically, he's fulfilling scripture, mm -hmm. taking over this land that God has told Abraham and his forefathers that they would have. So the prophecy is being fulfilled about this conquest that's going down. And that's how I see it. So that is the end of that lesson. It was a good lesson, talking about uh, Joshua and how he conquered um, the land of Jericho. Jericho. Mm -hmm. Good. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. All right. See you next time. And our next lesson, our next Sunday school lesson will be coming out of 2 Kings. 22, 14 through 20. And it's called Hoda, Prophet of Wisdom. Alright? Amen? Amen. Stay blessed and faithful.